And welcome back to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers and the data and technology that move their supply chains. Now, uh, we're going to dive into some really cool uh, information and uh, updates in the GRI, or general rate increase environment, here in the second half of the show. We've all seen the news from FedEx recently. And of course, as retailers, this is a huge part of how you go about negotiating and building up your supply chains. Uh, but before we do that, we got some updates from some of our biggest retailers that I figured we'd hit first. And one in particular, and probably one of our favorites, a company that constantly uh, is making the show and making our newsletter as well, is Walmart. Now, Walmart has officially entered the metaverse. That's right. They are partnering with Roblox. And of course, everyone knows Roblox has about 50 million average daily users. And two thirds of those are actually under 16. A perfect age group to, to focus on and recruit when you're looking to sell more in your retail space. And Walmart is partnering with them to put on a couple of metaverses themselves within the Roblox environment. Uh, you'll be able to set up virtual dressing rooms. You can spend your coins on in Walmart land at different uh, type of retailers like Skull Candy or Fitbit. Uh, and it's actually going to be broken up into a number of different sections. So uh, there's two different lands that we're going to be focused on. One is Walmart land. Walmart land is going to consist of Electric Island which is inspired by, of course, the music festival scene that we all have been a part of at some point of our lives. Uh, there's going to be an interactive piano walkway, dance challenge, uh, Netflix trivia experience brought to you by Noah Schnapp, uh, and a DJ booth where you can actually learn uh, different mixes to different beats. There's also going to be House of Style, which is where you're going to be able to check out that virtual dressing room, uh, be able to buy cosmetics, buy accessories for your characters, uh, products that we offer are from companies called AF94, ITK, uh, by Brooklyn and Bailey, Lottie London, Bubble, and, and many more. They'll also have Electric Fest, which will take place in, of course, you guessed it, Electric Island in October, where users can show up for Electric Fest uh, and enjoy a concert celebration with Actual performances by people that I'm surprised I actually still know, uh, Madison Beer, uh, Kane Brown, and Youngblood. Uh, and I'm just on the tipping point of that, so I maybe know one of those, but not all. Of course, they're also going to have their universe of play, which will be more of a game style, but what we talked about in the past, especially uh, recently, uh, games and a lot of times these different um uh, product uh, games and challenges can help our uh, retail companies figure out exactly the type of products that their consumers are looking to buy. So in Universal Play, there's going to be a number of different games from different brands, including LLL Surprise. Uh, we all love those surprise dolls. Jurassic World, Paw Patrol, uh, Magic Mixies, and Razor Scooters. You're going to be able to build up rewards over time, which you can use to actually buy virtual toys and of course uh there'll be a really fun walmart blend flying around the universe throughout that time as well now uh, all of this is really cool and I, I think it's exciting to see how exactly this is all going to play out especially 
in uh, this type of space that's really new uh, and more so used, especially through Roblox, from a younger generation. I'm uh, excited to see how this grows for Walmart, what data they can actually pull from it, and how they use that data to improve their stores, improve uh, advertising to parents, right, of a lot of these users. And of course, sell probably millions and millions of virtual goods to all of those uh, teenagers out there as well. So parents, uh, I would, uh, if you, your kid has, has a Roblox account, maybe watch out, make sure that all the settings are set up straight because Walmart will soon be able to advertise and sell them directly through Roblox as well. Uh, another big announcement that came out of one of our favorite retailers is Costco. Uh, for all those out there, you know Costco, of course, has incredibly priced goods. Uh, they have, of course, uh, great deals. But on top of it, they have one of my favorite places to get food, uh, favorite uh, snack areas. And for someone like myself, big fan of the chicken bake. But unfortunately, this story isn't focused on the chicken bake. It's focused on that uh, wonderful deal for the quarter pound hot dog and 20 ounce soda. And this week, the CFO came out and said, even though with inflation and with issues with inflation, uh, they are not going to be changing the price. Uh, one might even say that he did use the word forever, not going to change the price. Uh, I would like to hold him to that. Maybe there is a world one day where that does go up 50 cents or so. Well, we'll see exactly how that turns out. Uh, but for now, the CFO says it's never going to change. You can continue to see that $1.50 hot dog and soda uh, marketed there at your local Costco. Uh, now, unfortunately, for chicken bake fans like myself, uh, we did see that price go up from $2.99 to $3.99 over the summer. Um, so not everyone is safe in the Costco cafeteria. But for now, uh, the wonderful hot dog and soda forever, apparently, uh, will be. And uh, with all of those updates, of course, you make sure that if you wanted to get updates on all of your retailers and be a part of our point of sale community, go to FreightWaves.com slash POS and you can sign up to be a, a part of our community and get our biweekly newsletter, which will update you on all of these various different type of retail topics throughout the week. So even if you happen to miss a show, which you can watch back on demand later anyways, uh, you can get up to date on exactly some of the topics we talked about as well. Now for today's guest. Uh, this one is a good one, a sponsor of the show as well. We're bringing Sifted's Chief Growth Officer, Caleb Nelson, to talk with us today about something that's impacting most retailers and most shippers around the globe. Uh, big news came out last week. We'll dive into that too. Caleb Nelson, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Absolutely, Grace. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I by the way, your your coverage on the Costco dollar fifty five hot dog. Um, I lived off of that for multiple years. It, yeah. it, like in my younger days when I wasn't making very much money, it's a phenomenal deal. And uh, I, I really have uh, Costco to owe for uh, for actually still being alive. It, they, they sustained me over the years with that $1.55 hot dog and drink. Hey, that whole uh, section, that whole cafeteria is very well priced. I mean, even complaining about the two ninety nine to three ninety nine chicken bake is me just taking a chance to complain. So yeah. <laughs> I do not blame you. It's good pricing, and especially for what the Costco uh, yearly uh, membership is, right? Uh, I'll take that deal yeah. anytime. <laughs> 
Well, Caleb, tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to Sifted as well. Sure. So I've been in transportation pretty much my my whole life. It's uh, I think like many people that are in transportation, it's one of those things that um, it, it typically runs in the family in some ways. So uh, I, I've been a part of that. Um, I've been in uh, parcel, LTL, full truckload for the last 20 years. And uh, Sifted is really kind of a unique fit uh, where we help some of the larger shippers in the United States um, simplify some of the complexity that is in transportation. Transportation is inherently complex and um, in some cases needlessly complex, which we'll talk about with the generate increase. Um, and Sifted really kind of helps simplify that complexity and help shippers really find ways to be able to reduce cost um, and just make smarter decisions uh, as they move forward as an organization. Well, a perfect guest to have on the show, right? That's all we like to talk about is the data and the technology that's moving all these retailers and their supply chains, right? So uh, happy to have you on here and, and glad that uh, you are part of uh, our community as well. And yes, I want to talk about these general rate increases. You know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of my uh, working background in supply chain is more on the broker side, right? Uh, where we just general rate increase whenever we want, <laughs> uh, depending yeah. on the market, per se. And uh, I'm learning more about the retail supply chain, more parcels, packaging, and even honestly, global shipping, I learned more about the GRI process. Uh, and, and maybe there's some people in our audience today that might not understand GRIs. Could you explain a little bit more of the background uh, and information behind the general rate increases, especially in the parcel and, and retail environment? Yeah. So like you, I'm familiar with it on the brokerage side, and it would kind of happen whenever you wanted to based upon <laughs> whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, and parcel, it's, it's really structured and uh, really unique and very complicated. Um, and uh, it's in it's inherently complicated and intentionally complicated. Uh, the carriers, uh, meaning FedEx and UPS, do a, a fairly good job making sure that um, shippers feel a little bit in the dark with it. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, the general rate increase, or GRI, that was just announced from FedEx is announced at 6.9%. That's on average. And I think most shippers automatically assume that, oh, my rates are going to go up 6.9% between this year and next year. However, that is the average that FedEx customers should expect. That doesn't mean if you're a FedEx customer, that will be your average. So identifying yeah. where this one is different, how it's different, and how it's going to impact you, I think is a huge, huge piece of understanding um, what your rates will look like next year. I guess when you're working with carriers and working with customers more per se, uh, why do carriers need to implement these every single year? What do you, how do you explain that to your customers as more of a actual business case instead of, and some, some might take as, especially in the maritime we saw as possible greed. Yeah. So I think it started off as kind of a, a, a general way for the carriers to say, Look, our costs are increasing. We're expanding as an organization. We're adding new distribution centers, new trucks, new drivers, new airplanes. And in order for us to be able to invest in that infrastructure that you take a part of or take advantage of as you use our services, um, that general rate increase needs to take place in order to kind of justify additional growth. That's still the case now, but I think that the carriers have done a very good job at increasing their margin yields 
Um, and yeah. in FedEx's case, some of their shortcomings um, are being met by some of the general rate increase changes that have come out with. So uh, FedEx had their earnings release call um, uh, just recently that indicated that they were missing their quarterly um, target numbers. And in doing so, you know, we anticipated or kind of thought that um, they would help compensate by having a very aggressive generate increase. So the carriers are doing it as a way to maximize profitability on their side. Um, the issue really kind of comes down to the complexity behind it. It's not a simple concept for a lot of shippers to understand what does that mean for them. For example, we have some customers that are facing a double digit um, rate increase going into next year, just based off of their shipping profile and where they're shipping, what boxes they're shipping, et cetera. And if you're a retailer or an e-commerce business out there that uh, sells online as well, if you're facing a double digit increase between this year and next year, that is a massive uh, business change that most shippers, I don't think, are totally prepared for right now. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think anyone would be happy with their supplier and any type of aspect of their business coming up with those double digit increases. And uh, the FedEx news was huge. Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, I feel awful for anyone who had the stock and, and watched it fall that night. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely off the cliff for sure. Uh, it was, of course, their highest ever being in this inflationary period that we're in. Were you surprised by that at all? Did that surprise you to see that jump? Or was this something, with, especially with what you're doing, that maybe you expected? Um, we predicted it, um, but it doesn't mean that it's not shocking to still see it. I think there's some predictions that you're not happy to see it actually come true. And yeah. this is one of them. FedEx, I think, has, um, uh, from you know what we're, what we're hearing from our customers, we have 3,000 customers, some of them, uh, you know, so, uh, some of the largest shippers uh, in the country, um, are really voicing uh, concern with FedEx. Um, and FedEx themselves have struggled to remain in, in a um, extremely profitable state as inflation's happened. Um, they're paying more uh, on a per employee basis. Um, and they've, I think, had some struggles since COVID. Uh, so it doesn't come as a total shock, especially before the earnings release call where they announced that they were missing quarterly targets. We predicted that they were going to use the general rate increase as a lever to pull on their side to say, how can I compensate for some of these losses? And I do think um, it's reflected in the style of the generate increase. Generate increases are like, like taxes, like it happens every year, happens around the same time every year. This one is very different just due to the size. This is the largest rate increase on record um, with FedEx. Uh, so it's really interesting to see what they're targeting and what they're saying in the, in the generate increase is they only want certain kinds of profitable freight um, to fit into their network. And if you are sending shipments that are going to residential locations, um, especially shipments that might be a little bit oversized or don't fit nicely in like a nice kind of 20 by 20 by 20 inch box, yeah, you're going to pay um, substantially more than, uh, than other shippers are. And and that's essentially what they're what they're trying to be able to compensate. Uh, speaking of the fact 
that some even saw like 20% increases. What specific areas of increases did you really jumped out at you and uh, maybe surprised you more than others? So I think this is kind of a, a an unknown that a lot of shippers don't really fully know is that the the rate increase is not just on the base rate. So you have your base rates from from FedEx. Um, the six point nine percent is not just on the base rate, but they have also increased a substantial amount of individual fees. And if you um, happen to be a shipper that uh, ships where you're hitting those particular fees on a regular basis. That's where we're seeing double-digit increases between this year and next year. Some of those fees are additional handling surcharges, so the boxes are a little bit odd-shaped, oversized, where they're um, uh, beyond the carrier's, you know, kind of limitations. And then um, if you get into uh, non-conveyorable freight, this is shipments that, let's say, don't fit nicely on their uh, conveyor belt systems that run through some of their automated distribution centers, you're going to get hit really, really hard by this. And I think that's a really unique situation um, that a lot of companies that are out there might have um, retail locations that sell furniture or sell um, office equipment um, and sell rugs. You know, there's a lot of product out there and a lot of SKUs that don't fit nicely in a tight little box. Um, And if you are a a shipper or a retailer and you're looking at some of the product that you might ship out, um, be prepared to pay substantially more uh, for some of those bulkier items. Do you think almost the, do you, do you, do you see maybe some of those shippers moving more into the LTL space in order to avoid some of those high tax burdens on that type of of, of freight that's being moved or, uh, maybe more push towards the LTL segment of FedEx um, in order to avoid that. Uh, what are your thoughts, I guess, on that? Bye. Where they're saying, I can't put all my eggs in one basket with FedEx anymore. Yeah. I need to split and diversify and limit my risk. Um, the problem is, is that there's not a direct replacement for some of these FedEx services. FedEx is, is really um, foundationally a solid carrier. Um, but uh, UPS isn't super eager to take some of those bulkier items. And you mentioned LTL. I think LTL is a great option, except for um, LTL carriers typically don't love the residential deliveries that some of these these shippers actually have. True. So um, it, it, it's kind of like um, trading one for the other where it might not be a great resource. I think that there are a lot of great opportunities for, for shippers to be able to reduce um, other areas within their either contract or other inefficiencies within their supply chain or shipping process to help combat this. Because I don't think there is a direct one-for-one replacement. If somebody says, fine, I'm no longer going to ship my bulky items with FedEx, there's not a lot of other carriers out there that are willing to take that right now. True. Uh, speaking of UPS, uh, what are we predicting on their end? Do you think that we'll see the same uh, intense GRI increases or do you see them um, being a, a little bit more competitive in those rates? Yeah, so uh, UPS has not announced their generate increase as of yet. We anticipate um, for them to be uh, to, to either mirror FedEx's rate increase 
which is not a great thing for UPS shippers to hear right now, um, or get pretty close to it. And our reasoning is historically, FedEx and UPS have kind of mirrored each other in that in that department. So when one does one, the other one does the same in kind of the, the same fashion or similar fashion. I bet UPS doesn't go as high as 6.9, but they'll probably be 6.5 or around that. Interesting. Well, how would you work with shippers and how, how can shippers start to use better visibility tools to watch and see how those GRIs uh, impact their business overall to hopefully make some better decisions and um, maybe find different ways to, to get around those uh, different rate increases too? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think shippers can oftentimes feel like they don't have a lot of power or control yeah. over the general rate increase. Um, and they do. They absolutely do. And the trick is is really what is in their shipping data. A lot of levers that you can pull if you're a shipper um, is understanding your shipping shipping data and looking for ways in which you can be a more efficient shipper. Um a lot of customers tend to focus externally to say, okay, um, if my rates are going to go up with FedEx, I'm going to go beat up FedEx for better rates in my contract. Um, and, and although there are definitely areas you can pull levers on in your contractual side of your, your FedEx agreement, uh, the contract is only one aspect of what makes up your shipping cost. A lot has to do with um, how you're shipping, um, choices in which uh uh, some of those packages are going out, and that happens within the four corners of your, uh, of your office or your building. And um, understanding, okay, I can pull levers externally. I can also pull levers within my own process that can help combat this increase that I'm facing. I think a lot of shippers out there have an opportunity to start next year off with a rate decrease if they get to work on it now, rather than a rate increase. And I, I think that's a great position for a lot of shippers to be in, but they have to get working on it right now. I love that. Uh, and it makes sense, right? Prepare for the next year. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of changes that need to be made to most of their supply chains, or at least their packaging capabilities, or how they're different, um, whatever the goods they are that they're shipping are, are sent to the end consumer in order to make that happen. So makes sense. It's a, it's a timely timely event, but it should pay off for them in the long run. Uh, where can people go to reach out to you, Caleb, and, and learn more about Sifted uh, and, and talk about the GRI strategies that they're currently working on and facing today? So I think Sifted's a great resource because we're agnostic. We, 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 are, we are a great resource based off of what's happening in the marketplace that you can then say, how can I be a better shipper uh, right now. Um, and you're not going to hear a lot of BS from, from Sifted at all. Uh, Sifted.com is a great resource for any shipper to go look at. Because we sit between our customers and their carriers, like FedEx and UPS, we're just giving the lay of the land based off of the viewpoint and data that we're seeing. And there's a lot of um, really interesting and valuable insights that you can gain and put into practice um, that other shippers that are, are are doing and implementing right now that you should be doing as well. You can find that at sifted.com. You can find us on LinkedIn as well. We're very active there. And we produce a lot of great resource and content for shippers to just understand what levers they can pull and give them more control back into their supply chain. 
Well, and, and thank you for you know sponsoring our show and our newsletter as well. Everyone who's a part of our newsletters, you'll find uh, ways to reach out to Sifted through those too. And uh, other than that, I, I appreciate your time today, Kale. We're going to definitely have to get you back on the show to learn more about these different strategies as well. But in the meantime, thank you so much for contributing to our supply chains. And thank you for making them, if anything, more resilient and smoother as, as they continue to grow. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. And for everyone out there, make sure you head to freightways.com slash POS and you can sign up for our newsletters. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you all next week. (laughs) 